Hi, my name is Arman, and you're listening to the Yes I Am podcast. At this podcast, we have vulnerable and venting conversations full of integrity with guests about their life stories and how it influences who they are today. You can follow me on Instagram at ArmanASKZ to stay connected. And for more information, you can follow the Yes I Am podcast on Instagram at YIA underscore Yes I Am. And now let's get inspired. Adversities make, break your back or make you stronger? Does vulnerability make you stronger or weaker? Welcome to YesM Podcast, Rachel. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks, Armand. I'm pretty nervous, but you know, we're here and we're thriving, and it's a Friday and almost spring break, so I'm excited. At this moment, mm-hmm. right now, yes, and uh, based on like whatever is going through your life, how would you describe your emotions and how you're feeling right now? If you, I don't know, you can use your creativity mm-hmm. stuff like that to describe it, or you can just like say, it, you know, I just want to cry and like, yeah, whatever it is. So I'm not very creative, so you're gonna just get some bland answers, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Um, I feel stress, I feel anger, I feel scared for the future, I feel happy, I feel alone, but then at the same time I feel loved, if like that makes sense. Mm Um, I, it's been a rough six months for me. Um, I've had four people pretty close to me die. Um, and this is my last term of undergrad. So trying to finish strongly while battling depression and anxiety has been a lot of emotions. Um, Hence the mix of emotions. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That. <laughs> Stress, anger, uh-huh. scared, uh-huh. happiness, uh-huh. feeling lonely, yep. also feeling loved. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah it's a complicated. big basket of different fruits and stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah it's a good variety of it's a good variety mm-hmm. um what which one is the most dominant one um i would say scared scared yeah for my like after i graduate I had this plan. Initially, I was supposed to graduate last summer. Yeah. Um, COVID had mm-hmm. other plans for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a whirlwind in itself. And then with all the loss that I've suffered, and I was supposed to grad. Well, I am graduating, but I was supposed to. I had other plans after I graduated, um, but I found out two weeks ago that those fell through. So then I'm just kind of in this place where I'm done here physically and mentally and emotionally. I'm done with Corvallis. Mm -hmm. It's done me well. Um, But then I'm just kind of unsure of my next steps. And I've always been a type of person to know my next steps Mm -hmm. and like have a plan. Um, So for that to not my current situation is quite terrifying so you're not a spontaneous at all i see i am that's the thing Mm -hmm. but like when it comes to like like in the moment i can be spontaneous but Mm -hmm. in like the grand scheme of things like i've always been pursuing medical school yeah and ever since i was in sixth grade i've been pursuing medical school and 
I'm at this point where like I'm done with undergrad, but I'm not prepared to apply to medical school. So I'm mm-hmm. in like this transitional phase mm-hmm. and COVID has kind of made it like difficult this last year, well, 2021-ish, and like to get experience and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I've like tried, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, it's just like, that's always been my goal and it's just kind of falling through right now. So I'm just mm-hmm. really hesitant if that is my goal, you know what I mean? And it's weird because it's always been my goal. Like it's ever since I was in sixth grade and now I'm here and I'm like, what am I doing kind of? But I feel like I'm also at that age where you're not supposed to be questioning that. You're supposed to be like already in it. Do you know what I mean? I know what you, you mean, but I don't know what you mean when you say like, like who told you that, that like you're at the age you're not supposed to question? No one specifically told me that. Mm. It was more, it's not, uh, like societal pressures yeah. play a big part in it. My own mind plays a big part in it. Mm-hmm. I like put a lot of pressure on myself. Always have, mm-hmm. probably always will. Um, and I've had those conversations where progress isn't linear and mm-hmm. your life isn't linear. You don't go from A to B. And while I understand that and like I can conceptualize that, like it, I have a hard time like putting that in action and like really believing it even Mm -hmm. though like my friends like if they're stressed out then I can tell them like bro like you good like just breathe and you're like everything's supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen but for myself like I tell myself no you have to like blah 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 and so like I can like speak it to my friends and like my family that it's okay, but then to myself, like I put this pressure that it's not okay. But no one directly has told me that because they all tell me, oh, Rachel, you're fine. But then in my head, I'm like, you're really not fine, you're failed. Well, um, first of all, <laughs> you're not, if you don't think you're fine, forget about what everyone said, you're not fine. Yeah. But I mean, it comes down to the, you know, you have heard that it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. You're just not okay, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. It's not like you're fine. You're not fine. But right. it's fine that you're not fine. Right. <laughs> you know? Is Yeah. But then do you get to a point, because I feel like I've been saying it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. for a really long time. So, it was, But then it comes into question, like, at what point do you... Do you want to be okay? What? Are I, you, are you like, asking me that? Or no, are you just, I, like... Is, is that what you're at, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at what point, like, do you... Because it's a choice to not be okay yeah. or to be okay. But then okay. sometimes we get so caught up in not being okay that that it, that it is the okay. You know what I mean? Because, like, I – what am I trying to say? Like, I used to not talk about my emotions. I used to – I very developed since when I first came to college. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you ask freshman Rachel, like – are you okay? I'd be like, yeah, I'm great. But I really wasn't. But like, that was just so like me not being okay was the normal. And so like, I was okay with not being okay. And I just kind of accepted it. But like, now I'm to this point where like, it's okay to not be okay. But then at some point, you have to transition from the not okay to the okay. So then you're no longer not okay. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. Okay. I feel like it's like, you don't want It's like, you don't want not be okay just to be an accepted fact within yourself. You know, it doesn't, you don't want to turn into a norm. Yeah. Type of thing. I feel like. Yeah. You know, and it does. Yeah, like it's okay to not be okay, but at the same time, is, um, it's not okay to not do anything about it. It's true. So when you said when you told me like, like I'm kind of questioning um, my future and like I've been into medical school six like sixth grade. And I'm like, okay, um, it's actually the best thing you're doing right now because you're questioning it right now if that's really what you want to do because yeah. you don't mm. want to question that when you're 40. Right, when you're knee-deep in the career. Yeah, not only that, because the more and more you go into it and you're not questioning and not doing anything about it, more back in your mind, like, okay, but... Am I really wasting it? Am I wasting right. all this energy, putting all this time to something that is not necessarily me? Facts, yeah. You know? Yeah. Rachel, deep down, 
Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Deep down in your heart, mm-hmm. in that box of emotions that we all have in our heart that we, we lock it, we put in our heart and we don't let anyone touch it. Mm-hmm. What are those emotions there? Why would you ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, I don't really know if, like, I'm being completely honest. I, growing up, like, I always suppressed my emotions. And so, like, I just kind of ignored that they were there. I was always the happy person and I was always... I don't know. I just, like, always suppress my emotions. Um, so, like, throughout my life, like, I've kind of, like, I'm, like, trying to, like, learn to manage those emotions and dispose, I guess, of them, Mm -hmm. like, appropriately. Um, and I've tried not to suppress my emotions because I've learned when you suppress your emotions, like, down the line, something minuscule could be a bomb in your life and like you just blow up and then you just have a panic attack and it's not healthy um but uh deep down uh i don't i want to say like lonely in all actuality of it um which is like stupid because like I have friends and I have family who love me but I just still feel lonely I guess I don't know maybe that's selfish um but yeah um that and then I don't know a lot of just like a lot of negative emotion is coming up not necessarily like to put a pin in the word but just like thinking of my emotions deep down it's like a lot of negative like tension energy which is actually really sad because Mm -hmm. I like to think at least on the outside Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty positive person and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) bubbly-esque but I think genuinely like to reflect and to be genuine about my emotions they're pretty negative which is disheartening but yeah is that no i mean (laughs) 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 if you know a couple of things you mentioned i want to just repeat them you said within yourself you do not feel okay but you try to express the happiness when you see the other people basically um you have that kind of bubbly side outside of you but within you it's not necessarily that Mm -hmm. um i'm wondering and you told me that deep down there's like that loneliness feeling Mm -hmm. and this is a this is just a scenario and i want to i don't want you to really be, be honest with yourself um if we take out all of your friends and we just say, hey, Rachel, it's you. You, you go to another country, you don't know anybody, and you don't have phone to contact your friends. Really, you'll be fine. Crazy enough, I feel like I would. I think being, I think I feel most lonely when I'm around people which is crappy, (laughs) but I feel like, okay, granted, I love to travel, and so, like, to be, like, on my own, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I also find, like, myself being more confident in myself in a situation where I'm not familiar, which is, like, like, usually, and I say that as I'm, like, nervous to be on here, but it's fine, Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, like, if I were to just be, like, dropped in, the middle of Germany mm-hmm. where I don't really speak the language I don't mm-hmm. have any way to communicate 
mm-hmm. and I'm by myself, like, yes, it would be terrifying. But it would also be, like, would I be starting my life or would I just, like, be trying to find my way home? That's a good question. Do you know? Like, in the scenario. It's a very great question, yeah. So, like, if I was just, like, trying to find my way home, then I would probably feel more fear on, like, how I would get home. But if I was, like, starting my life there and I had no connections to my past, like, I would just be trying to, like, make a new life. And that would kind of be, like, it would be sad because I wouldn't have the people who I used to have. But it would be exciting because then you just kind of get to create this new life. And, like, not that this current life that I'm in I'm not genuine in, but I also feel like I, there are some emotions that I don't necessarily express to other people and that's not on them that's on me but I would hope that like if I were just like in another country that I would just like I don't know I imagine myself going to a bar and this guy speaking German Mm -hmm. and I'm just talking to him in English which he could probably (laughs) understand but I'm just like ranting and he's like this stupid American but, like, I'm, like, letting out all my emotions and he doesn't even really comprehend what's going on. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's in itself freeing because, like, you're getting out what you need to say. But he's also, like... Not really understanding it. Yeah. <laughs> then he can't, like... Like, he can be annoyed in the sense. Because sometimes you just, like, need to talk and just, like, be heard. You know what I mean? 100%. And I'm... I'm not... What? I was going to say, I'm not saying that I'm not heard here. But I also feel like I don't give myself the chance to be heard because I don't want to be a bother to people. And so in itself, I suppress myself. That's a good theme that I got going on in my life. Would you say you're like, would you say you're sick of people's advice? No, I think um, I'm grateful for people's advice. Mm-hmm. when I seek it and in a sense like if I'm having a really bad day and someone's like like for a couple of days ago anyway but like I was extremely stressed out and irritated mm-hmm. and then my friend was like just like breathe just like let it go and I was like you can do that but not at the same time and it can be troublesome because I'm not like I'm not trying to like sit in my like sadness and my grief but in all actuality like this the last two months like I'm coming out of a depression like I personally am I'm on the up of it it's still Mm -hmm. not yeah anyway so I'm like still finding myself in like moments of like despair and anger and so then being told that like Rachel just like let it go and I'm like that was unneeded like you're frustrating me you know like those kind of like suggestions like advice I guess is that advice I don't really know sure but like in that kind of sense like that wasn't needed because that's just gonna trigger me more in a sense but then like if it's like advice where I'm like crying about a boy and then my homegirl wants to like flip me into shape and be like you're dumb then Mm. like i'm gonna listen to that you know what i mean to the does that make sense you're actually making a lot of sense okay and i think this is not only a theme for you and i feel like a lot of people are going to relate to what i just saying right now oh gosh (laughs) okay because i just love what you said about you want to just be heard yeah and listen yeah and and then you said someone telling you that like take a deep breath yeah that means like hey okay let's put this aside right just put aside what you're feeling right now take a deep breath which is not what you probably need yeah and in that like like when my friends come to me and like they're frustrated like i'm like okay Mm -hmm. your feelings are valid Mm-hmm. But for a second, let's take a deep breath and recenter ourselves and then tackle what's up. Like, I'm like, because usually, like, when we get super, like, emotional and we're want to scream at the top of our lungs, we fall to the ground crying mm-hmm. because of something. Like, in that moment, you could think things, you could say things that 
maybe you don't even like really know what you're saying in a sense but those emotions are valid like that is okay to feel like that you're human like that's great but for a second like let's regroup let's breathe and then come back like like if someone was just like breathe and like let go then like that's not doing anything but like like validating that person's emotions calming with them and then listening to more of what like deeper on the sense of like why they're feeling like that is a huge help does that make sense yeah okay i keep saying does that make sense i know i need to stop (laughs) see it's the yeah catching the theme anyway um i want to ask you something about you said you talked about feeling alone around others Mm -hmm. and i'm just wondering is rachel um feeling more especially within the people that are very more close to you is rachel kind of scared or annoyed or sad of what people the visual the vision that people have built about rachel in their mind Hmm. okay um does that make sense in a sense of like do you mean like your your their perception of me and like how i yeah so everyone has a different perception not one person is going to have the same perception of you Mm -hmm. and that's terrifying (laughs) because You do what you can to, like, have this, not image, but, like, how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. And you, I guess, how you want people to view you. Mm-hmm. That's a human thing. And some people are really great at just, like, sloughing it off and being, like, if, like, you care, then you don't matter. And if you don't care, then you matter. It, it's, like, that kind of sense of that. But, oh, my ask. Um, I personally as much as I like try not to I do care about how others perceive me um I think that's just the the woman in me the 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 person that I am I I like in times like I don't really want people like I don't want to care about what other people think and in some situations I can kind of just like shove that aside but I think in like the general scheme of things like I do care about how others perceive me um and I think to an extent we all do uh and if you don't then more power to you because that's anyway but I I used to really care like it would really affect me on like how other like if people didn't like me I would like try to work myself and be like even if like like if someone didn't like a quality of mine like I would try to fix it even though that it's not necessarily need to be fixed but that was just kind of instilled in me and like I need everyone to like me but now I'm kind of like at this point where I'm like yeah I kind of care what you think but I'm also like I'm not going to change just because you don't like that about me like that's a you issue not a me issue well I still validate like that's how you feel and I'm like I'm that's I'm sorry you feel like that but I'm also like I'm not gonna change necessarily who I am just because you don't like me if that makes sense and it's also terrifying because I do want people to like me I feel like a lot of people want people to like them it's a pretty it's a human thing yeah um it's not it's not being liked but more I feel like more than like it's being accepting yeah you know yeah and I think, I do think people, you meet people in your life where they're like, yeah, you're so cool, blah, 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 blah. But that's just like a fakeness of it. And so that also scares me because I'm like, are you actually my friend? Or are you just being fake? Like, do you actually care what I have to say? Or are you just saying that because you pity me? Are you genuine about your act? Like that, I think the ambiguity of it is like, like a person because you really don't know what a person's thinking you don't know what a person's true intentions are and that and it that's terrifying does that answer your question it does okay did you wish people when you're talking to someone did you wish their whole intention was to just hear you and try to understand their whole intention was what did you wish if someone sitting next to you and you're telling them their story yeah 
their whole purpose of that person is to just listen to you and try to understand you. Mm -mm. I would want them to understand me, yes. Or at least try to, like, see. Try to understand. Try to understand. Because you're not going to fully always understand. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, where a person's coming from. But I think, I don't think that they should just sit there and listen. It should be dialogue. Like, it should be. Because there's some things, like, I definitely do it with my mom. Like, I'll go to my mom and I'll just, like, rant. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes my mom's like, do you want advice or do you want me to just sit and listen? And that's good because then that gives you the option of, like, no, I really just whatever. But in some situations, you could be ranting and then my mom would, like, I would be ranting to her and she'll just be like, well, Rachel, have you thought of this? Or something, blah, 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 blah. And then I, like, have this different way of thinking about it. So then I'm, like, appreciative for that, like, input because then I, it, like, adds more to the story, I guess. You know what I mean? Basically asking more questions so that you, it can, like, open up for you and, like, yeah. give a bigger perspective to you. Right. Because not everything has one direction to look at it. 100%. There's multiple different views, and it's a good thing to get, yeah. That's that's uh, brings me back to the conversation I had last week with Dan McMorris, and we were like talking about when you hit a wall. Mm-hmm. When you hit a wall, it really depends on how you see the wall. You can hit the wall, sit down. You can hit the wall, go back. Yeah. You can go around the wall. Yeah. You can even think about the wall never exists. Oh. Never existed. That's deep. Oh. <laughs> 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 Okay, yeah. But, it, yeah, I mean, getting perspective, like, there's really not one, there's not one way to think about anything. There's different sides, there's different opinion. like, there's... That's a creativity aspect of it, you know, just being able to see different, different sides is all about, you know, trying to expand your mind and allow different opinions, you know, or, like, basically relaxing. This is what I learned from Dan relaxing your 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 biases and assumptions mm-hmm. to allow different opinions to come to you Pax. and different ideas to come to you facts i think it's extremely important to see where other people are coming from because as much as you want to believe that your way of thinking is correct like it could like there's 100%. it's it could not be mm-hmm. <laughs> and i yeah yeah that's good <laughs> um do you feel comfortable being vulnerable? And I'm not talking about with your best friend. Um, being vulnerable, I think there can be strength from it. Mm-hmm. There's like a TED talk about it, and I can't remember her name. Renee Brown. Renee Brown. <laughs> Look at me, gold star. <laughs> um, um, she really goes into depth, and I can't quote her on anything. But um, there is like the strength and vulnerability. There is also I can find like it can be scary um, opening up. I mean, I don't know who's gonna listen to this, so that's quite terrifying because i'm being pretty raw right now mm-hmm. and that's vulnerable this is vulnerable what we have right now 100 <laughs> yeah yeah um but it's also like other people when you're vulnerable other people could be vulnerable with you and i think there's beauty in that because like i said like i feel lonely sometimes like i feel lonely and so like having that connection in a sense where you really didn't think you would have a connection. And I think there's beauty in that. Being vulnerable. Uh, I don't... I had a word in my head and it, it's gone. But I think, I think there's strength. I think there's beauty. I think there's scarcity or being scared. Um, but it's really how you view it. If that makes sense. Because, yeah. um, like, in some situations, like, coming here today, I was terrified of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm doing it, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, it's 
there could be connectivity from it there could be other people could like be listening and be like oh yeah I feel that like, like oh cool yeah I bet and so that's cool but I think sometimes like being vulnerable with strangers even with like my own friends and not that my friends have like made me feel like this but like I feel bothersome when I'm vulnerable mm-hmm. um like when I'm expressing how I'm feeling um and again like they've never like my friends have never made me feel like that it's just I never I never what they never made you feel like that uh some there's been some instances where yes and so I feel like that's kind of where it comes from is like I growing up I didn't really have great friendships I did but I was kind of like the background friend and so like I didn't really have like one person that I was like so close with that I could tell everyone to I was just kind of the girl who was like friends with multiple different people that I never really got to be vulnerable with and then when I was vulnerable it was like Rachel why are you telling me this kind of Mm -hmm. situation and so I hence the suppression of emotions have like because I don't want to be like that and so and like my college friends like now like I can be vulnerable with them and they'll like listen but it's funny too because I also don't really open up so then like Rachel why aren't you being like vulnerable right now and I'm like well I don't want to bother you they're like when did I ever give you that idea that you're bothering me and I'm like it's not you it's me hey (laughs) um but I think so yeah like being vulnerable like I feel like I'm bothersome even though that's like never really been how my current friends have like sh- like made me feel it's just kind of like from past that I've kind of felt like that and yeah this week I learned something amazing okay and that was there's always a good reason and a real reason good reason is the one that we talk about you say that's the reason real reason is what is very deep down within us Mm. that's causing us to feel a certain way Mm. so what's the real reason real reason of what you feeling like you're bothering people uh i'm what i said like my childhood like i was just anytime i tried expressing my emotions i was always shot down with it by who we got we don't gotta name names but no friends. no not that oh, okay. <laughs> I was like we don't gotta like name friends, names family or uh yeah friends because like like I said like I wasn't it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I really found like a group of girls like I had like I was a background friend like I didn't really have people over at my house like I wasn't really like I had friends here and there mm-hmm. who I like was close with and I was like on sports teams and I was on soccer and. I had, like, friends through that, but it wasn't until, like, I don't know. I just, like, I guess that, and then, if that makes sense, uh, friends, yeah. Family, <laughs> kind of got in my head a lot growing up. Everyone has family issues. Mm-hmm. And me, being an emotional empath person, felt it all. Uh, but then also being young didn't understand why some of the things were happening. So I never really got to like understand my emotions and so I never really like talked about it because like I was too young to understand because I didn't really know what was going on so I was too young to like really talk about it. Um, And then when I was old enough to like learn about like the actual tea of the family then it was like oh okay that makes sense but then I like couldn't like, I felt those emotions, but I couldn't go, like, tell really anybody about it. Because, like, I would have friends, but they wouldn't really, like, want to hear about it. Which, like, how do you explain your family? Emo- like, you have to have, like, a whole backstory about, like, my family in order to, like, understand the trauma of it. And so, like, I would suppress. Not that it's a lot of it's me. I'd be doing this to myself. But, um... Because, like, no one's ever been, like, um, like, I just, like, don't want to, like, bother people with it. It's not really been, like, a direct thing, but it's just, like, from their actions, like, 
with my friends like growing up like they didn't really care to like ask about my life or um yeah I mean you're a kid so you just go to the park kind of sense but like and you never really talked about real things but like I had some pretty real things going on so Mm -hmm. I think I personally just like suppressed it because I didn't like want to put a damper or taint the image of it I guess and it got keep getting easier for you to suppress them oh yeah it's a great it's a great tactic until it wasn't great anymore (laughs) you know how that's how big earthquakes happen mm-hmm. when it's pressure yeah when like no small earthquake happens with small earthquakes like are like, the little adversities keep happening yeah if the energy does not get released the energy keeps absorbed mm-hmm. more you absorb the energy the oh energy boy. keeps raising and then a big earthquake happens Oof. It goes wild yeah it goes wild yeah i've had some of those those are fun do you think still there's a big earthquake coming in you? In me? Yeah, there's a there's there's like still a lot of energy that you have not released. Not to the extent where I used to be. I think I talk about my emotions more and I <clears throat> excuse me. I think I talk about my emotions more and I'm okay with no, I'm okay. And I think I'm okay more in myself. Mm-hmm. And I have relationship with sh- ooh relationships with people where i can be confront about it like i'm not gonna be like like if someone's like doing me dirty like i'm gonna like confront it and not let it keep happening Mm -hmm. because that's respect for you that's respect for me that's respect for like relationship Mm -hmm. whereas like younger me would be like okay like they're acting like that i'm just gonna like let it go because it's really not worth the trouble but like now i'm just like nah it's dead like i'm like if you're actually gonna keep acting like that then it's cool i'm cool with that like i don't don't need you in my life don't need it but it's not so cut and dry like that like you slowly like but you just like see how people move yeah and i feel like i have been getting a lot better like it's obviously a still work in progress on like how you assess situations but i don't think i have suppressed as much emotion as i used to so i don't think a big earthquake is coming in my life in a sense of like emotion expression mm-hmm. um and that's not to say that i don't have my panic attacks still that's not to say that i you don't still have, have them oh yeah what yes is that because of the anger um i think i get my panic attacks mm, i don't really know i think a lot of it is from like my anxiety mm-hmm. which i try like to like have this like sense of like not having anxious thoughts like trying to talk myself out of anxious thoughts um but like i had a panic attack last week because i don't know what the heck i'm doing next year and like that's it's like the own pressure that i put on myself is like why i get so stressed i guess yeah i don't even know what i'm trying to say but like the stress i guess the anger just life is what causes me to panic but they've not they're not as extensive as they used to be if that makes sense and yeah and i don't get so like frustrated like like when i was younger i would like build up all of this emotion and then something small would set me off and then Mm -hmm. that's when i would like have my big earthquake like we've been saying but like now like i can like little things can irritate me and then I address those little things. So then they're like gotcha. no longer adding to the pile, I guess. Mm-hmm. But cause like little inconsistencies. Have I, you let that childhood dra- uh, trauma out yet or that's still there? Probably still there. Not probably, definitely still there. <laughs> um, there's a lot to break down. Because you don't really, some of it you don't even recognize the trauma until, like, you really talk about it. And then you're like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. okay. And then you really start to, like, develop and, like, understand, like, why you think mm-hmm. like that. Which is weird. And that's therapy. And I think everyone should go to therapy. Because it really just, like, talking it out is, like, great. Because, like, you're paying them. So then you're not bothering them. Because they see the <laughs> money. They see the money. And you get to release your issues. True. But. Anyway, sure. <laughs> yeah. 
when you when panic attacks happen, do you try to cope with them or do you try to understand them? In the moment, I try to cope with them. Mm-hmm. I call, I usually call my friend Mayu, who is in Miami, and I'm like, "Girl, like, talk me out of, talk me out of this right now." Mm-hmm. And like, like if if it gets to the moment where like if I can feel like a panic attack, I'm like, "I need you to talk to me right now." Mm-hmm. And she like talk and like we count five things I can see and we yeah we do like this thing yeah and like she like helps me and then like after like i can like breathe again then she her and i like talk about it and she's like okay so like why do you think like what's going on like what caused you this mm-hmm. um so like in the moment like i learned to cope with it but then i try to understand it so then like later on i don't hit that wall you know what i mean I don't know yeah so um we talked about the loneliness. Mm-hmm. We talked about the scare. Mm-hmm. We, we we talked about the anxiety a little bit. Mm-hmm. Still, I think there's more in anger, though. Who? What's causing the anger? Um. So I'm not usually an angry person. I'm. I don't like to think. People that say that they're actually very angry with him. Oh, I scary. Think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta go. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I'm a very angry person i think in the last six months i've been a very angry Angry. person um the four deaths that happened were very sudden and crazily unexpected hence the suddenness good word choices rachel anyway um so i think a lot of my anger i didn't want to talk about this but i kind of have to anyway my grandpa was one of them who passed mm-hmm. and his situation in which he passed, he got COVID and then through treatment developed a secondary condition and then they intubated him, um, which if you don't know what intubated is, like they put a tube in his lungs so then he could breathe on a machine. They intubated him so then they could put him in a medically induced coma so then he could recover, so he could be strong. Yeah. Um, so the day he was supposed to come out of his medically induced coma, they removed the tubes and found that when they had intubated him, they had punctured his lungs. So, mm, yeah. Anyway. So he was supposed to come out of it mm-hmm. and sucks. It sucks so bad. Um, sorry. Fuck it. Um, so I find a lot of anger in that because first of all, what the heck are you doing? Mm-hmm. COVID's not freaking new. I'm sorry. Like you're puncturing lungs when you're intubating. So I'm frustrated at the doctors I'm frustrated at myself because I was supposed to graduate last year and I didn't. So now he doesn't get to watch me walk at graduation. Uh, I'm angry because he was supposed to come out of it. I get angry at God every once in a while because I'm like, how the heck are you going to take my grandpa away from me? And damn, not it. Uh, Do you want to take a pause? No, it's okay. It's raw. It's emotion. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but so I think that's where a lot of my anger comes from, mm-hmm. and that's why I say I don't really think I'm an angry person because it's like this circumstance in which I'm angry, which I think is a very valid situation to be angry at. Um. And so that happened, and my uncle had passed in September, question mark? I don't know. He passed in August. My my uncle passed in August. My dog passed in September. My grandpa passed in December. And then my childhood friend's father just passed in, like, two weeks ago. So, and so it's just, like... I've never, like, I've experienced death in my life. Like, all my dad's parents have passed. 
I've experienced that. Like, some of my aunts and uncles, like, I experienced that at, like, younger ages. And, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, I don't know if I just, like, was too young to really understand or, like, have those relationships with those people. So I didn't really understand death or grief or was I suppressing my emotions again because childhood. Yeah. Um, but so, like, now, like, within the last year, like, there's just been, like, a lot of emotions around, like, in, like, trying to grieve and, like, trying to understand how to grieve. Because, again, it's not linear. It's fluctuations and hence my depression the last two months, which is also crappy because I'm trying to graduate. So, like, Mm -hmm. then I have, like, collegiate and academia stress, which, Mm -hmm. not fun. Mm -hmm. So then I start, like, so then, like, there's this, like, built-up anger, like, why were these people taken? Like, that literally y'all were healthy four months prior and now y'all gone like never to be seen again right and and then fun fact my parents got covid the day before my grandpa's funeral so it was only me and my grandpa's brother so my uncle to be at his funeral representing his family which that made me angry because i was like i'm already dealing with a lot and that's even more to put on myself. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that's why I don't think, like, I, and it's not in a sense where I think I'm going to continually, like, at some point I'm going to be okay. At some point I'm going to be okay, but right now I'm not okay with the circumstance. And I still find myself angry at that. Uh, but I need to let go at some point. But I think I'm still grieving. Well, don't let go. Not let go. No. Yeah. Well, but right now you still express the emotion, basically. You're in yeah. that stage. Yeah. And so when you ask me, like, how are you feeling? Like, that's raw. Like, I'm real. Like, I'm angry. But I don't think, like, overall, as, like, a whole collective of my whole life, I've been an angry person. No, it makes sense. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> moments like this, do you um, take your time to... Because in any adversity, there's a blessing and a lesson. Do you take mm-hmm. your time to think about the lessons and the blessings? I do after the fact. I think yeah. in the moment, I'm, I'm like very in the moment. And should be. Um, I feel how I feel mm-hmm. and I'm okay. And then like down the road, like, so like last year, for an example, mm-hmm. I found out six weeks before graduation that I wasn't graduating. I literally shut out my family, (laughs) even my mom, which my mom's my best friend. So like Mm. that was mm, stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, But like in that moment, like I was so angry at just like the situation. Like Mm -hmm. I had this plan. I was supposed to graduate. Then I was supposed to go to LA. I was supposed to move in with friends. I was supposed to do these internships. I was blah, 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 blah. All this all to be wiped away because I'm not done with undergrad. Like, come on, Rachel, what are we doing? And... So then, like, for, like, a month, like, I was frustrated. And then slowly I started to, like, um, I slowly, like, just got not more okay with it. I guess, yeah. I started, like, accepting it. I was like, okay. So, like, clearly there's a reason I'm not graduating. So, like, then I was trying to find out, like, why I wasn't graduating. Like, what is the bigger picture for me to not, like, be graduating now? And I've had... Like, was I not graduating because I wasn't supposed to move to L.A.? Was I not graduating because I wasn't done with my education yet? Was I not, like, was I supposed to find a different career path? You know what I mean? If that... That 100% makes sense. And so, like, the fact that I didn't even have to say it and you just knew. (laughs) 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 Ah, yep. (laughs) Uh, But so then, like, down the road, like, I was, like, I, like, started becoming, like, more accepting of it and, like, trying to understand, like... Because in the moment, like, I was very seeing the negative sides of it. Yeah. But now I definitely think it was a blessing that I didn't graduate. I mean, one of them right now, you just at the beginning of it, you talked about you were like questioning, is this the path you want to go to to your career? And yeah, you might not have seen that really question it like the way you question it right now. Right. And like even like now, like where I'm currently at, I'm like, I'm stressed about I literally graduate in 
next week's dead week. So I, yeah. like I'm literally almost done. Yeah. And I'm terrified of what's next. But then, and that's just me in the moment. But I know later down the line, I'm gonna be like, well, thank goodness I didn't know what I was gonna do because like now I'm like in this position and I love this. Like mm -hmm. I'm so much happier. And so I think yeah, in the moment it's okay to feel how you feel. Um, emotions are human and but then to like find the lesson out of it and like learn and not let it take so much of your life because mm -hmm. i've also learned that like not everything like i could you could be taken tomorrow mm -hmm. so you gotta say what you want to say 100%. and you gotta do what you want to do but you can't let like you can feel emotions you can feel angry you can feel grief but you can't let it take over your entire life and you can't be bitter for years upon years because of one minor inconvenience not that inconvenient like it's not like it's not important it's very important yeah. but at the same time if you want to go towards a dark path that's just very dark right and it's it's a choice so true but it's a hard choice and it's a conscious choice it's not yeah at the beginning i asked do adversities break your back or make you stronger mm -hmm. it comes to this are you going to let go towards the darkness so it will break your back or are you going to not let it impact your life forever and get stronger i think i mean i'm not someone to like tell people how they should react but yeah. i i think going down the dark mm -hmm. route um it's a relatively easy mm -hmm because you just kind of go you yeah. don't you're not trying to pull yourself out you're not trying to see what's on the other side i guess or really think about it um it's just kind of an easy way to go whereas like trying to like build from adversity and like mm -hmm. trying to i don't know learn from it yeah it does make you stronger because you gain that perspective of it mm -hmm. you in the end are relatively happier than if you were just continuing the spiral down yeah um and that's again a conscious choice like and a lot of it too could be a medical i mean a chemical imbalance in your brain mm -hmm. so and i'm not like depression is very real and it's not yeah so it could be a like very valid thing that someone is just like going through a spiral and I have gone through my spirals mm -hmm. but it's also it comes to a point where like you have to make a conscious decision if you're going to keep going down that spiral or if you're going to try to climb your way back up mm -hmm. and I for me personally let myself spiral sometimes and then get so upset at myself that I let myself spiral no. and I try to climb myself back up because I'm like I'm not that person I'm I don't want to be that person. I want I want to live life how I want to live life. And mm -hmm. I feel like when I let myself go in a spiral, it's not actually me letting myself go in a spiral. I love that. If and we're going to land in love and happiness. Oh, good, happy, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so love, you feel love and you feel happy. Do I? Well, you said it at oh, the I beginning. Said it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, you feel loved and you feel happy. Mm -hmm. um, like, how, how, well, explain those emotions for me. Like, how you feeling with those? Um, sure. Yeah. Don't really know. Um, <laughs> is it okay? Let Let me ask you this. Okay. Yeah. Is the happiness and love internal or external? Both? Question mark. Okay. I you do that a lot. You you say it doesn't make sense, and you say both question marks. Hence, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I question myself a lot. Hey, yeah. um, very, yeah. Anyway, um, I think I show a lot of outward happiness and a lot mm -hmm. of outward love, um, because that's you gotta fake it till you make it. <laughs> Mm, okay. In a sense, not that like I'm being fake to people. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, if I want to be happy, then mm -hmm. I have to like fake being happy. Like some mm -hmm. days, like gotcha. 
if I want to be lazy, then I'm going to hang out in sweats. But if I've worn sweats the last five days in a row, I'm going to dress up, even if I'm just going to the grocery store or just to go get Starbucks, only to go back to my house and do nothing all day. I got you. But I got ready just so I felt better. Hence the fake it till you make it and or imposter syndrome. Not really. It's kind of both. But yeah. And so, but like being like loved and like being a loving person, I love on people because I want to be loved on. And so I am giving that emotion. Like I was always taught that like treat others how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And so like by being loving to people and like loving on them, um, even if they've like, I feel like I, I don't really hate on people. Like uh, people have like, the, you know, you, you can hate on people, but I've never like hated somebody because even if someone does me wrong, like I still don't wish them ill. Like I want, you know what I'm saying? Like I am still loving on them. I still wish them like the best. Like I've had some fallouts in my life, but I like don't wish anything wrong on them like i want them to like be alive and happy and well and loved and and not that i'm still talking to them but um yeah but i i say but a lot anyway um <laughs> it's i want i want to just touch with what you just said oh. it's basically feeling of and i i love that you don't hate on them yeah because one thing i learned personally through life is when you hate on people it really affects only you. Right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was very eager. <laughs> but literally, like, when yeah. you hate on someone, like, that's your own issue. Like, what do I, like, I, like that person, what am I trying to say? Like, if I'm, like, hating on you, Armand, mm -hmm. like, to somebody, I'm, like, talking, like, mad crap. Mm -hmm. But that's literally you're still you like that doesn't change anything doesn't change anything, anything. Yeah. so then i'm just building up this anger and this frustration like mm -hmm. towards you for what for my like mm -hmm. to impact myself that's <laughs> dumb but not to say that's not like i feel like we all do that though i feel like every like at times like people can like be frustrated with somebody and like complain in a sense that's emotion coming yeah. out basically yeah but it's not in a sense that like um like yeah like part of that like comes from it could come from jealousy it could come from mm -hmm. a multitude of things mm -hmm. but it's really only impacting you and it's what you choose to let impact your energy if you're going to focus on the little negative things then you're going to see a lot of little negative things and i think a lot of my mindset where i'm at like as we are like at this end of the podcast like in the beginning like i was really like this is nitty gritty, but mm -hmm. like now, and like, that's kind of where like my mindset has gone to, like in mm -hmm. the beginning of like my childhood and everything, like I only thought one way, but now like being in a, in a culture where like, I like, it's okay to not only think that way. And like mm -hmm. also recognize that like how you are like seeing the energy, like if I'm like it's li like we were saying like it literally doesn't affect the other person if you're talking negatively about them it affects you so then what is to gain except for frustration and bad thoughts in your head like you're you're done there's yeah i love that no very true <laughs> very true um definitely um the one i one question i've been asking since day one. Oh gosh okay. rachel what is the biggest lesson you have ever learned in your life? Biggest lesson I've ever learned in my whole life. Well, let me date back 23 years. <laughs> um, uh, like what has kind of like shaped me, I guess, into who I am? Is that what you mean? That or could, just like, yeah, that could mean that like, okay, throughout your whole life, this is just something that has like, this lesson has created big value in me or principle and I stand by it. I think for me personally, mm -hmm. my sophomore year of college, mm -hmm. I hit rock bottom, mm -hmm. really rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And 
if it weren't for my mom, I probably wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of flipped my life. Mm -hmm. And I think what I learned from it is loving on people because you don't know what they're going through. Like you genuinely have no idea what the person's going through. And on the outside, they could look okay and look put together, but they could be falling apart, crumbling down on the inside. Um, and so for me personally, that's how I felt. Um, and I felt alone. And so I think a lot of what I try to do nowadays is like tell people how I feel and I be open about like something about me and people think I'm kind of weird for it but it's okay like if I like start like if I'm like making friends and I'm like getting close to you mm -hmm. like and we're leaving like it could be week two of us hanging out and I like feel like we could like we're friends like we're close friends. like I will say I love you like I'll be like okay bye I love you mm -hmm. And it's not in a sense of like, oh my gosh, I'm like infatuated with you. I love you. Like in a romantic sense, it's like, I love you and I want you to know that you are loved. Yeah. And so I've said that, like I started saying that, like I said that to um, some of my friends and like, they were like, you love me? And I was like, yes, like you were loved. Like I love you, like you're loved. And they're like, huh. And I'm like, what do you mean, huh? Like I was like, don't make me feel weird because I'm trying to like, okay, okay. But I'm just like, I love you. I got you. Or like, yeah. or like, I just like these little things. Cause like, I don't think we say that enough. And I don't think we say our emotions enough because you don't know, like, like the last thing I could have said to that person is I love you. Mm -hmm. Cause they could go, not to speak ill will on anybody, but they could like get in a car crash on the way home or something like that. And they could just like not be here. That's the best way to say bye. And you say a lot, like, and a lot of it, too, is, like, not going to bed angry. Like, people mm -hmm. say that all the time. But, like, it's just, so, like, I have learned that, like, from my lowest point was to give the love that I have and give the care and the, the, be a listener. Even, like, everyone's always, like, I'm, like, when you are, like, in a low point mm -hmm. or, like, if you, if you tell someone, like, oh, they're like, hey, how are you doing? And you're mm -hmm. like, uh, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Like, well, if you ever need to talk, like, I'm here. Mm -hmm. To me, like, if someone says that to me, like, if you're just kind of like a person, like, yeah. I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm on. I'm trying to, like, be suicidal right now. Like, I'm not going to, like, hit you your phone and say that. Like, no offense. And I understand, like, you mean well when you say, like, hit me up, like, if you ever need to talk. Mm -hmm. But like in all actuality, do you actually mean that? Are you just saying that because that's the appropriate thing to say? But like for me, like I like genuinely mean it and I check in on people. Like if I hear that they're like not doing it, I'm like, hey, like we still doing okay? Like you wanna talk about it? Like I, I reach out because I felt like people didn't reach out to me. Not that you have to, but when you genuinely care for someone, you want to make sure that they're okay. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I see it. And so I have like, I don't want other people to feel how I felt in that deep, dark moment. I know. And so that is the biggest lesson I think I've learned. <laughs> I love that. And that's a, that's that's very relatable to me because that's also the same thing. I see it, you know. One thing I, I do in this podcast is a lot about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Is I, I try to do the same. You know, you told me you express your emotions, express how you really feel. It's the same with me. I try to put my completely guard down and really tell people who I am yeah. so I can allow them to be vulnerable with me. Yeah. You know? It's that, like, interpersonal communication. Yep. We call ourselves Yes, I Am because we believe we can put any word in front of it. You said what? We call ourselves Yes, I mm -hmm. Am because... Because <laughs> <laughs> you can put any word in front of it. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, what did you say? Okay. Yeah. What would Rachel put in front of Yes, I Am? Put in front of it? I guess I am. Oh, okay. So yes, I am blank. You you know this, <laughs> <laughs> right? You I act this. like I <laughs> I act like I'm not part of the club. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I act like I've never heard the saying before. Yeah, I'm like, what is yes, I am? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what are we doing? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say yes, I am worthy because we're yes, I am strong. But I think. 
a lot of myself in my past like I have felt not unheard but like being in my lowest point like feeling unworthy of other people's love mm-hmm. and so climbing up out of that and I am worthy to be heard I am worthy to be loved I am mm-hmm. worthy and then I am strong because <laughs> we all have our battles mm-hmm. but I'm still here I woke up this morning I took a breath still breathing got a pulse there you go you know Take it one day at a time. Love that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being the guest at the SM podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You came here super nervous, and then now we're at me. the end of it. Yay. Thank you all for listening, and as always, yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure to subscribe and share with your friends. And as always, yes, I am. <laughs>